0: soccer i am your host michelle putink uh i'm here today with three wonderful guys that i've met on the twitterverse of course uh to join me to talk about specifically the u.s men's national team but they are fans it looks like of the english premier league and are ready to talk all the soccer and i'll let them tell you more about themselves so their podcast is are you for real a soccer podcast hey guys welcome
1: Hey, Michelle. What's up? Hello. All right. So I guess let's start left to right, I guess. My name is Alton. Twitter handle ultimate underscore prime. Huge soccer fan for
2: God knows how long now. Glad to be here. Yeah, and, and uh, my name is Tahir. Um, I'm at Tahir underscore S-A-D-R. Um, also, just like Alton said, a huge soccer fan. I played all growing up, played college, um, met... Uh, Alton and Scott out here in Utah when I moved out here, and we decided that we all had some some similarities with soccer. So uh, super excited to be here.
3: Yeah, and um, I'm Scott at Scott Omer thirteen. Um, I have a very similar story to the other two. been playing for a long time, been a fan forever. I uh, just love it. can't get enough of it.
0: Great guys, thanks, thanks for coming on. So actually the reason i I chose, the three of them to come on was because uh, we were going back and forth with a lot of uh, U.S. men's national team uh, takes, and so I decided, you know what? Let's not just talk, talk, do this tweeting back and forth because it's a lot we have to say. Let's do it. <laughs> let's record. Um, and so, what's different though is that you guys actually play soccer. I, I was never good at that.
3: Okay, <laughs> hey, it's not a prerequisite. It's not. No, a,
0: no, I've it's been, not. So I definitely. <laughs> I definitely don't
2: video. analyze
0: soccer like a player though. So I'm definitely glad that that's what you guys can bring to the table. And maybe that's what you can uh, explain Bradley's decision-making.
2: <laughs> yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll get into maybe. that. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But you know, let's let, yeah, we're jumping right in, guys. So welcome everybody, one and all. Uh, thanks for sticking by. Look, if you hate Bradley, if you love Bradley, whatever, that's what we're here to do. Um, and and everybody and anything. And so since you, since the listeners are here for soccer, let's give it to them. So U.S. Men's National Team two friendlies. Uh, the first one was Ecuador, and then the second one was against Chile, which is always you know very difficult to play against South America. Um, but the the top main thing that I think is a positive to take away, um, is that the U.S. men have a coach now with Greg Berhalter. And, you know, honestly, my frustrations and why I brought you guys on is because I just feel like there is no consistency. Uh, you know, the starting 11 is is different every time, and I get it, but let's be glad that he did put a camp together um that we you know he as a galaxy fan gave legit some good minutes um and allowed him to be that spark and definitely like I said that you know um the players that that are good for me um I'm blanking out right now <laughs> but I'm I'm like I'm thinking with who's out so Remus out for me because <laughs> of some things that he did yesterday um I mean, I don't know. I don't want to just base it on on this game. So you guys go ahead, go for it. Let's see what you think, and then I'll I'll jump yeah. in.
2: There's, I think there's a ton we could talk about. I mean, if we're going back to just like burhalter getting the yeah. job, should we should we start with
3: Berhalter? Should we just like before yes. we yeah. talk about like
2: any of the players? Should we just talk Burhalter Berhalter and some of his decisions? I, I think so. Yeah. yeah,
0: absolutely.
3: Um, so first thing that I want to talk about, if if I can,
0: always.
2: There's
3: some interesting, like, tactical stuff that was going on, especially in the Ecuador game. Yes. Like, I don't know if, if you guys kind of noticed putting Tyler Adams at the right back and the way that, mm. that 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 he sort of floated in and became this auxiliary center mid during uh, possession play or not. But I, I thought that was interesting and no better than
1: that. <laughs> he looked out of place at certain points moments
2: of the game yeah uh, yeah so Chile I mean being 13th in the world um you know that, that that's a huge huge accomplishment for the United States um there were moments where we we definitely could have won that game I mean it could
3: have gone, gone either way oh yeah. either way totally could. um C- Corey Baird had a chance
2: Corey Baird Zardes had that chance, chance right at the yeah. end there where mm-hmm. where you know and and I think you know obviously he tried to get to that but I think he was sliding into the ball and he just got under it and totally lifted it. Right. But there were opportunities that uh, Chile had as well. Um, you know, specifically coming from, from Reams on that one opportunity uh, where he passed the ball back without picking his head up for the second time in two games. Uh, <laughs> you know, and and so for me, I, I think where I feel the U S lacks a lot on the pitch is the defense. And, oh,
0: absolutely. And
2: Omar Gonzalez, like, Ah, oh, man, I, I could go on for hours. About I the,
0: know. So like, that's the thing I about Verhalter's decisions, though, like especially with the subbing. Like you literally have endless subs in a friendly. Mm-hmm. And then when the subs were coming off, we're just like, but Omar's still on the field.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We,
2: you know, we were kind of talking about this, and I think Scott brought up a really good point of, so, you know, you have Brooks on the bench, right? And when you compare Brooks to the rest of the players on defense – you know, he's he's he for sure will be in a starting 11 whenever that starting 11 is rolled out, right? Or he should be,
3: yeah. If you've got like a best 11 and you ask if you pulled like you know, US national team fans right now, uh, men's national team fans, I think most of them would say that Jonathan Brooks is one of your like starting center backs, has to be, and and that but I think that second spot isn't locked down, oh, for sure, and and I think that. With these friendlies, Greg Berhalter kind of has to do a little bit of due diligence and bring in other guys and give them a bit of a tryout. And and some of those guys are going to be guys like Omar Gonzalez, who just happen to have been involved in the past. And I personally think that Omar Gonzalez was never good enough for that position. I totally agree. Like he he has never been never been good enough to be a U.S. men's national team starting center back. But given the fact that he has been in that position before and World Cup qualifying and just his history with it, I I understand Burhalter saying that he needs to bring the guy in, give him a game, you know, put him next to somebody else. And, and, like, it happens to be, you know, Miazga and
2: Gonzalez and say, all right, you guys, go and win that second starting spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think... Even for me, like I would much rather have a Jeff Cameron who has played back there before over a Gonzalez, right? Yeah, but I mean and, he's and like he's like thirty something. No, I, I get that, right? He, he but, is not going to the next World Cup. No, right? for sure he's not. But he he but what I'm saying is he would be somebody that I honestly would prefer, even in his old age, over Omar Gonzalez, because I just don't think Omar Gonzalez is that quality of a player. Right. Yeah. Granted, I mean, he's not going to make it to the next World Cup. Right. Yeah. He, he is. He is older. Right. But there has to be other people within the MLS that Berhalter like I like I don't know. I'm I'm trying to think of who else, you know, he could pull in from any of these other teams. I and I think, think so much better Yeah than, that
0: does no, sorry to no, cut no, you off no. but like that that is what like becomes the issue then is like I mean the reason why for example Bradley is there is because when you pull him out like Scott was saying like well who do you have in his place and then you know you have um I mean for the most part these guys don't play together only Roldon Christian Roldan, and Jordan Morris play together on the Sounders um and then you know even right so I think that's also part of it is you know it, to give Burhalter credit to be able to bring guys that don't even play together to bring them together.
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Guys that are playing in different countries, no mm-hmm. chemistry whatsoever. Reasons. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Different styles.
2: Yeah. And, and, and again, I mean like credit do where credit is earned, right? Like, I mean, mm-hmm. I think, I think Berhalter has, at least for me, kind of, uh, it's still early, but I'm liking what I'm seeing. Right, I know there's a lot of changes. There's a lot of you never know what the consistency is going to be, but he's trying to figure out how he can get the best starting eleven, and and then get them to gel once he has it. I think you know. Moving
1: forward. I think you guys already know my opinion on Burke Halter. So I'm I'm trying to have patience. Obviously, I've been told several times, give it a couple matches, give it, see what he does in the in the Gold Cup. And I'm I'm definitely I'm gonna do that, but I think that through from having discussions, with you, you know, how I feel about Berk.
0: <laughs>
1: I'm not. Yeah. I mean, you knew from my perspective the the coaches that were out there uh-huh. in the world, but we got Berkhalter. So anyway, I just, I had to correct myself and say, you know what? Let's give him a chance to see what happens, and uh, we'll go from there after the world, after the Gold Cup.
0: Yeah. yeah, my biggest thing was not having a coach, so that 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 is why i wanted to be like okay so look we've got somebody now that said um my whole thing is okay we finally got a coach it is a gold cup year mm-hmm. uh, i'm done with the experimenting i want to see my starting 11 i want to know who's going to be going um because i just don't feel like i can i can predict and i can tell you like we i mean mls is the most difficult league to predict and i feel like the u.s men's national team is even more unpredictable
3: yeah <laughs> I, I think you're absolutely right and i think that I think that Greg Berhalter right now is, you know, sitting in his office and I don't know that he knows what his best eleven is. Okay. I don't know that outside of a handful of players, he knows who he really like definitely has to take to Gold mm-hmm. Cup. Um, I expect that in the first rounds of Gold Cup we'll probably still see some more okay. experimentation yeah. and and he might not mm. call in some of the big guns until the later rounds. He might he might use the early rounds against the softer opposition if you you know if you want to call it that you know he might use those rounds to to give minutes to other guys that are kind of bubble guys that so, that he
2: doesn't mm-hmm. know
0: so who's on your fifa 19 squad when you play us team then <laughs> Who do you have in your lineup? Why? <laughs> my uh, my
2: what? American. I, I, don't, I, don't, I,
0: don't <laughs> I don't even
1: touch that. <laughs> it's Usually Spain or England.
2: <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, uh.
1: I I do have to add in there. Uh, I think, and you guys, I am pretty sure I, I saw this. The, the, I think it's the under twenty threes. Um, oh yeah. Um. Oh, they're they're right. competing as well this the summer, mm-hmm. so I mean, there's a couple of young guys. I mean, Tyler Adams, Weston McKinney, if he's back, Justin Glad, Justin Glad, Will um, is still. I mean, you. I mean, you wouldn't play him, but there were talks that you you know they might want to strong. They might want to feel they a, a strong side for this, and but I'm thinking, you know, hey, it's the Gold Cup. We have to send a message you got to you got to feel the strongest out for the senior team. Mm-hmm. I,
3: I don't think the under 23s will any of those guys that are in, in contention for the Gold Cup team. I don't think the under 23 team will pull any of those guys. If there if there's a chance you know for for McKenney or Adams who I think barring injury will 100% be involved in the Gold Cup, uh, the under 23 team doesn't pull them. The only way that they go with the under 23s is if Halter says I don't want them, yeah, Which and I, and I just don't see that happening.
1: Happened, right?
3: There's he's given yeah. no indication. I think that he's going to rely heavily on those guys. Um, I think that we probably see Josh Sargent again, Good. coming back. But I mean, he's
2: just he's just really young. Yeah, yeah he's sure. just really really yeah. young.
1: Yeah.
2: You know, so but it's good for him to get some of those minutes, especially if it's on some of those earlier opposition games where yeah. it's exactly. not quite as as difficult. Let exactly. him get in there, let him get some runs, get used to playing at a senior level. Get, um, exactly. I yeah. expect to see him
3: in some of those earlier games, you know, scoring against the Bermudas of the world. And <laughs> then, you know, and then expect to see like Jossie Zardes, you know, be started again yeah. in the later rounds. Just because he's got a little more experience.
1: Can I throw a question out to you guys? Always, Zardes, as the number as your main striker. This is going to be a great question. Oh. I like because I, I, um, I was looking at the roster, and I, I looked. I'm like Zardes, and I'm not trying. I'm not knocking him, but if that's all we have as our number nine, we're gonna struggle. We're gonna struggle hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. What What are your thoughts?
0: Listen, that Ecuador goal was completely a lucky shot. No. A very no. s- <laughs> zardish shot. And also, like...
2: More of a mistake on the goalie side. Part. Like, yeah, I- but, I but the God way God.
0: that... I mean, that was way up in the air and then it yeah. just it went in. I'm like, what just happened? <laughs> um, I, was, I, but you know what? It's it so U.S. men's team, like too, it, though. It is. Like... We do that late, late in the, you know, like, always late scores, always late, like, to get it together. Um, That was wild. Uh, It was great, though, (laughs) I have to say, like, just to just just to have the reaction that everybody had, like, nobody, nobody expected that. Um, Yeah. But it but does it make you feel good? No. I mean, like that's not how you want to be scoring. And yeah,
3: well, and I just want it to be more convincing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong. I want my I want my goal scorer to be stupid lucky. And I want <laughs> him to score goals like that all the time. Yeah. But I also want him to score every now and then and just have it be very
2: convincing. Yeah. Like it needs to be a goal that was just you knew as soon as it left his foot that was going in, right? That he yeah. made a move, it- he cut left to right. And I, and I think it's interesting, though, like, so, so Zardes played at L.A., as you know, yes. and his form there was, eh... That's because he played right back.
0: Well, and I was going to say, too, but look, but look, like, as soon as he left the Galaxy, he went to go play for <laughs> Columbus. He and
2: yeah, he scored, scored. 20 last like, year. Like, yeah.
0: He was never the issue with the Galaxy, and as a Galaxy fan, you know, I could jump up and down all day and be like, Zardes wasn't the problem! <laughs> so... So you know, to have him on the U.S. team though, I mean, yeah, as our only striker, it is it is concerning. I mean, then again, then you're looking at Jordan Morrison, who did win us the 2017 Gold Cup with that goal, but I don't feel like you said convinced. I don't feel comfortable to say like, okay, yeah, I trust I trust the defending title in these in these with, guys' feet. Jordan <laughs> Morris has a lot of work
3: to do because I mean, he missed all of last year, all He's of last, last season with an injury, and yep. he was. Not good the season before that, right. but that was because right. he was doing the dance with injury, mm-hmm. right. and he was really good the year before that. So Jordy right. we'll Morris, and he's
0: doing right really well right here. now, you know, playing yeah. for Seattle. But yeah. you know, honestly, against Ecuador, he made a few mistakes. Those those errors, and and the he got dispossessed like quite yeah. a few times. And I just, you know, I don't feel, you know, comfortable with him in 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 the seat either, though.
3: He he took basically he took a year off last year and hasn't played like real competitive soccer until right. you know a Pretty like season. a month ago. Yeah,
0: yeah. I was gonna say in, in camp.
3: Yeah, yeah. So so he he could he could be that guy down the road, but he's just not in a position to do it right now.
0: Absolutely, and that's that. You know, not to totally defend him. Um, but yeah, but but definitely you can't put that on him.
3: Yeah, um, it's absolutely yeah. not fair to say, hey man. I know you took a year off. I know you've been injured and you can't play, (laughs) but I want you to come back and I want your first touch to be amazing. And I want your goal scoring to be clinical and I want everything to be amazing. I
2: I do think though that like, you know, by the end of like, I I guess I should say maybe middle season towards the end of it. Right. He'll start getting that touch coming back that, you know, muscle memory and with, with practice every day and, and going through the motions, I th- I'm sure, like Scott's saying, you know, we'll start seeing that guy coming out a lot more, and and I think it's gonna be interesting to see the link up between him and Pulisic, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if mm-hmm. if Berhalter keeps Pulisic in the middle and doing that kind of free form running around, which again, I think it's interesting because that's not what he normally plays, as Scott pointed out to me before. Wait, don't let's not go down that road because I've got another striker question. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. That,
0: I got another striker
3: question. <laughs> yeah. So okay. Is anybody sad that we aren't seeing Josie Altador? No. no. I'm not no. Oh, no.
0: no. Oh, Short answer, no. Long answer, but you know he's good. But uh, is he good? Is he I, I, I'm not, like I, when I, he does score? <laughs> I'm playing devil's advocate right now, by the way. Everybody's good on. when they score. I'm still mad at him
1: from Trinidad and big. I'm still mad at him <laughs> for, for, for that performance. So like Josie being not the squad. Like, okay, thanks, guy. Thanks for your service, buddy, but let's move on from that. Um yeah.
0: No, we don't miss him.
2: Yeah, do not I, I, I just don't think that he ever honestly I, I don't think the US has had a really good talented striker for a long time that's been consistent. Right. Since like like since like uh well, probably since Donovan. No, yeah, he don't no. Dempsey, Dempsey, Dempsey. heyday. Yeah. yeah. But right
3: but the weird thing is is it's actually like up until Dempsey, it's a pretty long line of like yeah. pretty prolific strikers with like Brian McBride and oh yeah, I mean like Dude.
2: the U.S. always had kind of a killer front man. Well, and and and. I, I mean, I could talk about Brian McBride. That, that's like my man crush. Homeboy in the <laughs> air <laughs> was so good. Yes, like, yeah. nobody was stopping him from scoring a, a, a cross on a corner. I mean, but you're right. Like, since those those heyday guys that we've had, once I can't think of anybody else who stood out since Dempsey. Once Dempsey
3: started to get a little older mm-hmm. and we started to have to rely on somebody else, uh, you know, Altidore just never really panned out. Okay. Jossie Zardes was going to be that guy, and he didn't pan out. Part of that is... I. Sorry, Michelle, but I think part of that has to be the LA Galaxy's fault. Or, <laughs> That's okay. Because he would listen, there. Was, listen,
0: the Galaxy crazy. have had their flaws, and, and I'll yeah. talk to you about those too. But yeah,
3: it's fair. All <laughs> like, is fair.
0: I'm not a blind fan, but I am a loyal one. <laughs>
3: That's, <fair>. That's, <laughs> That's okay. That's fair. Yeah, accept yeah. that. Anyway. Anyway, so I just, it's interesting. And I think that for anybody that does want to call in Josie Altador and say, well, he could do a job on this team. I, I think that Josie Altador doesn't have the speed or mobility that like Josie Zardis has. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really key in a setup like this one where you basically have one point striker. Because in both of these games, we played with wingers and a central striker. And and Josie Altador just needs I think he needs more of a partner because he's not going to beat teams with pace. Yeah, no, no, nope. he, he can, he can do the body thing and be a big body, but his first touch isn't like that great. Yep. And, and so his link up. You're the
0: commentators from yesterday okay. and getting that first touch from Zardis to Pelisic. Oh, dude,
2: that, was <laughs> I mean, that was, that, that was,
0: that, such that was such a great, yeah. that
2: touch was yeah. great, but then it he was,
3: was a touch in the, in the back, where he almost oh, gave the ball away. Yeah, like, yeah. right. <laughs> Again,
2: though,
0: the consistency,
2: right? Like that's what we keep yeah. coming I think down that, to. That's the thing, right? Like it's 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 still early on for this team, right? They had the camp. They're still trying to figure each other out, playing with each other. Um, and and all we can do is hope that there's going to be more consistency moving forward. But I don't think we've had consistency from a U.S. team in a long time, and I don't know if it's fair to put that expectation on this new team either right. until. Until we can actually see them up against some other higher, tougher, competitive teams. I mean,
3: is it fair? No. But I think that's an expectation they're going to put on themselves.
2: Yeah. Well, they should. As an
3: athlete, right? You're going to do right. that, right? I but mean, but they're, 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 they are going to say that we have players that play in top leagues. The MLS is a strong league. Why shouldn't we be consistent? That's and and
2: so is it's a million it, dollar question. Is it fair
3: <laughs> for me to to get on Twitter and and harp on it and be like you guys are inconsistent? <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> no, it doesn't
0: think. stop people. <laughs>
3: yeah. it doesn't stop anybody. Freedom of right? and It's maybe not oh, fair well, for me, yeah. but but they're going to demand that of themselves. And yeah. so as a fan, I think we kind of got to be a little bit conscious of that too, and
2: and not let it slide too much. For sure, absolutely. And, yeah, like I I always think as an athlete and and. You know, having played where, where we have played, uh, you know, you, you push yourself, right? Like, you always want to be the best that you can be. And it gets frustrating, too, when you don't have those consistencies, right? Like, it yeah. really, like, the I don't think it gets talked a lot about, but the psychology of the team, man, when you're in those, like, slumps where you're just down, it is so hard sometimes to crawl out no matter your, what your best efforts are. Um, so I, I think, again, credit to the team right now, playing against Chile and, you know, having lost to Jamaica really, really badly in that game. And, you know, <laughs> hopefully turning things around for the better is is, is, is what what we can only hope for.
0: I- Absolutely. And we couldn't really look good against a team like Chile to begin with. So I do I do agree with Scott who said I believe it was Scott who said that. Twitter. I'll, yeah. I'll take credit
1: for that. I do <laughs> <laughs> we get the right lineup, We can have a lot of good pace. Yep. Because yeah, Zardes yeah. who's quick. Pulisic. Um, Ariel is quick. Ariel is quick. quick. Yes. Ariel is
0: always hustling. That's what I was going to yeah. say. Like every time I see him, he is hustling. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, and Lewis too, as soon as he came on, boom, he had the ball and he was hustling. And I was like, see, like, why don't we start him?
1: We got, so we got pace on the team, and Jordan Morris, when he gets back to being Jordan Morris, he can yes. get him into the mix as well. So we got pace. We got some young, quick guys. If we could put it, I mean, we could put them together and get that rolling. It 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 will be fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Should we talk about wingers mm-hmm. then?
3: Should we talk about like Pulisic? Yes. Should we move on? Because I I gotta because we were talking about this earlier, <laughs> but Pulisic was was good. In that number ten role as a center creator, but Pulisic is never going to play that for his club team. He's always going to be a wide player, and and that might be Pulisic's best position playing out wide yes. on one of the wings. So, how do we feel about Pulisic not potentially not playing in his best
2: position? So, I I actually like so during the Ecuador game, I think it was. I think he was really stifled with how defensively they were playing, and I don't think he really had a lot of opportunity or he didn't create the opportunity that uh, maybe you would see against some other teams like he did with Chile, right? Chile is more of an attacking team, and they were really bringing it to the U.S. There's a lot
3: more space to operate behind their
2: lines. Exactly, and Mm -hmm. I think with a guy like Pulisic, because he has that speed and he's also very good at being able to distribute the ball, um, he could... Do very well there with the U.S. right, but he, but he needs but he'll space. never he does yeah he,
3: he's so, not he's not going to be able to do it against a team that bunkers because right. he's because at his core he's a winger and he needs to run at people right he needs space yeah. to space offer but to
2: but I think the teams that are going to bunker are mostly those lower opposition teams rather than which some is of the higher ones all of Concacaf oh Con- <laughs> yeah <laughs> which is the entire so Concacaf
3: yeah. yeah except for Costa Rica <laughs> and right.
2: Mexico Yep,
0: yep.
2: <laughs> No, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it'll be interesting to see. It's a, it was an interesting change, um, but I agree with Scott. His his best position probably would be on the Wii.
3: Yeah. So, but then if if you go on the road in CONCACAF,
2: right, and Pulisic is your number
3: ten, and he's in the middle, and you, and you're on the road against a team that's bunkering back by putting him in the middle. Have you like nullified him? Mm. Have you essentially? Has Greg Burhalter taken him out of the game? Yeah, because like he didn't do anything against
2: who, Ecuador. Who who else would you put in there as opposed to him?
3: That's that is a million dollar question. Legit? Answer. Easy <laughs> coach. I <laughs> would be. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Michelle, you know, what do you, what do you think? Yeah.
0: Well, could you put Legit in?
3: You you probably I mean, know he's a pretty technical player.
0: I mean, because that's what I was that's what I was thinking. I mean, I I do kind of view him as as a spark. Um. It wasn't... Who did we play before Ecuador? Remind me. I'm linking out. Um,
1: Gosh. Before, before, before Ecuador. Ecuador? Before
0: Ecuador in our last friendly...
1: Was that in Phoenix? I cannot
0: oh, I know. I know. I'll have to look it. But anyways, my point is, LeJet came on, and he was just this mm. spark. And I I really do think that he's one of the better players, and not just because I'm a Galaxy fan, um, <laughs> but, but but because of the spark that he brings um, to, to the team and to, to move that ball forward. Uh, I, I think it is important to know that we are just trying to compete and keeping our expectations realistic, which is what you guys are basically kind of saying, you know, it's just because we didn't qualify for the world cup, that there's a lot of baggage, um, that the players that this coach is, is carrying with them. Um, so like you said, we need, we need somebody with speed. We need somebody, Honestly, with with the quick decisions, I mean experience is also key because that's why like McKinney is great, but you could just tell at the lack of experience, mm, and yeah. and definitely you know that's where um, the other the other guys come in. And I mean, when you think about it, when in terms of the younger guys, you know um, Morris is actually now considered like the senior of the team, yeah, and man. so you yeah. know. Yeah. I see
1: Evelyn, that, yeah. too. Yeah, Yedlin, Yedlin. Yedlin.
0: also. And last yeah, night. Yeah, 25. Yeah. You know, and so, you know, I, I do definitely want Young Blood. I definitely think that that they're the ones that, that are key. But okay, Omar, you know, he's not gonna make it not just because of his age, but just because, yeah, he's just he's just not the right fit. But I definitely see where Berhalter's going with having someone with experience. Um, because like you said, like who else do you really have on there?
2: Well, and that was the other thing, too, that I was, I would like, so yesterday when, when Pulisic was on and was playing, you know, there, there was kind of this, like, real attack presence. It was, you're pushing really hard, you know, we're pressing. But then after he came off and was injured, you know, I asked both Scott and Alton, you know, like, who fills in for for Pulisic, right? Absolutely. There was nobody who was bringing that same, I felt, like, mentality. And although, like, Pulisic is still, like, uh, considered one of the younger guys, yeah. I just feel like his mental awareness, his ability, he, he like, brings it, you know? And he, mm-hmm. he almost deserves a captain ban, I think, more than than Yedlin did yesterday because of what he was doing on the field and, and just really – I don't know. Well,
3: For- pull Pulisic's got X Factor.
2: Yeah. Right? Right. That's he, that's he's yeah.
3: he's really good, but he's like he's got magic somewhere where he can like make a thing happen. And and you're right. When when Pulisic went out and you said, All right, who's gonna do something now? And you look around the team, you're like, well everybody's
1: good, but not like
3: but, not not like but that. nobody's
0: Pulisic. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: Nobody's got a little bit of magic. Here's the thing with Pulisic because I've and watching him in Europe <laughs> when with Dormant. I've watched a couple of games that he's just gone up his, gone up against really great teams
2: mm-hmm. and wrecked them. Mm-hmm.
1: Take, take Took guys on, one V1, and just did his thing. And that's the sort of talent he has. And you're talking about, like, he brings that spark. Well, I mean, yeah, the guy plays for Dormain. He plays in Europe. He's been playing there for how many years now? Yeah. I mean, compared to – and I'm not trying to knock out MLS guys – but no. our MLS guys, he's like way beyond that. Mm-hmm. So when he's gone, I look at the team and say, "Oh boy, we don't really have someone that can like jump in mm-hmm. and have that X factor, that it factor." That I'm gonna take this ball, I'm gonna dribble past the guy, and I'm gonna cross it and get the ball into Zardes. I just, I, I just don't feel the same way for the rest of the team.
0: Yeah. Well, and that's what kind of concerned me too was that I was worried that Pulisic was our Zlatan, that everybody's, you know, strategy is gonna be to yeah. get. Yeah. The so ball to Beulah, and you know, you just you, you don't want that kind of strategy either. It's it's really interesting watching this team because it honestly it looked like, and this is the problem with Lovitz and and um some of the other guys uh, on yesterday's lineup was just like they would get the ball and they just like seem like they didn't know what to do with it. Mm. And you know, I don't know that that's. Like I said, like that's gotta be experience. That's gotta be that's gotta be on the individual player, right?
2: Yeah, I th- I think yesterday when I was watching too on some of like so watching Ariola and Baird, um, you know, the crosses that they were giving, uh, I think Ariola had had a couple of good ones towards a later stage of the game, but the the quality of what you would expect from from the international players just wasn't wasn't there. Uh, and I think it does come to that kind of experience, especially with Baird, um, just being, you know, I don't know. He's hes less than, than 10 caps, I think, if I'm not Oh, mistaken. I think it's been like three, three yeah. or four, yeah. Like, you know, so, so by, for him, By the it's way, the, the last
3: time. team from earlier, the last team we played before Ecuador was Costa Rica. Uh, okay. That's right.
0: Oh, okay. Costa Rica, thank you. Yeah. Um, no, definitely. And I was all salty last time uh, after the Costa Rica game, and I saw that um you know I know we're undefeated but when I saw that legit was being called up again to this U.S. camp and I know like you know the the Galaxy had the bye week but I was just like man stop taking my like because the Galaxy were in some trouble (laughs) and I was like stop taking one of the few good players that we actually have and like I don't know what they're gonna do to him over in the U.S. camp you know he got injured that the you know yeah. uh before and he is injured technically so with his broken nose and so um you know these friendlies are key and and you know after you know thinking about it and talking about it more i see i see how important it is for these for these guys to get called up and to play together um like you said Ed, they they simply need the competition and the practice against international players because you're right in mls they're honestly not going to get still the league is growing but but honestly yeah it's not europe level and that's why I McKinney mean, even had that whole interview where they were like, yeah, you know, these guys come from Europe and they're playing over there. And you can just tell, like, the kind of heart and the spirit and the tactical play. And I was just like, yes, buddy. Like, I totally feel that. And I think that also um, that's what a lot of people were saying was just that Pulisic, you know, he's got that spirit. He's got that drive. He's got something that they say that he's good at soccer. He just happens to be American. But it's not the way that, that Americans play.
2: You know, I I I disagree with that. Okay. But I think I think he brings an American style of play, but he he's just a a how do I how do I describe it? it's that X factor, right? Like like he is just on a completely different level, and I don't know if that was just because of you know when he was younger and he was playing in in older age groups and got mm. with older people, um, or you know I I can't remember what his history was on that, but. I think it was also just his personal drive, right? Like, he clearly wants to be the best that he can be. Um, And I remember when he first came on the scene and I was watching him play one of the first few games, man, he was running circles, like, around some of the other US, U.S. players in terms of just, like, just fitness level, right? Like, he was, like, the only fit person, you know? And then, obviously, going over to Europe and being given some of the training that they have, you know, um, I don't think it's just that, you know, he just happens to be American. I think I think that is probably a, a big portion of why he pushes so hard too, especially in Europe, right? It's I don't think it's as easy for Americans to go over to Europe and play on such a level and gain that kind of respect without mm-hmm. you know having some true talent.
3: In, in some ways, yeah, if Christian or yeah, if Pulisic were like if if his nationality were not American, right? If he had gone with his, what his, what his other his poetry yeah. like, like Croatian. Uh, somebody's gonna like totally murder us on Twitter for this <laughs> later.
0: <laughs> I know. Let it, you know what? Let on, that's what Twitter and is for. You know the other
3: one, right? We'd, we'd be talking about him as like a wonder kid and, and all this. El and golden
0: be, boy in español.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah.
3: <laughs> there'd, there'd be no hesitation. Yeah. On, you know, and I, I think that being American does carry a bit of negative connotation to it internationally. Yeah, yeah. I
1: totally agree. I think he's had to fight his way through... Through that. And I, yeah, I and he, think the only
3: thing that, that is playing in his favor is the American market. Yeah. I think that now that he's established that he's good and everybody's like, Oh, this kid's for real.
0: Yeah.
3: Now they're looking at him as like, This kid will sell all of the jerseys.
1: Yeah. You know, just side note with that, he's gonna have some huge expectations at Chelsea at Chelsea mm-hmm. going forward, being an American. Totally. And that huge transfer fee mm-hmm. for an American—I uh, mean, all eyes are on him, and he's going to get critiqued.
2: Yeah, hard. No, I I totally agree. A, and and I'm kind of thinking of like, and and maybe I shouldn't be doing this, but but like I look at like Landon Donovan, right, versus mm-hmm. like Christian Pulisic, right. Mm-hmm. Landon Donovan went over to Europe and tried for forever to try and get on and be a first team player, and he just never made it. You yeah. know. And and so seeing another American come and overcome those things and not just overcome them in like like a, a small fashion, but become this icon now that as Scott is saying is gonna sell and and bring all of these American fans to whatever team he's going to because he's American is yeah, certainly part of the reason, if not a big reason why he Chelsea is, got him. He is our golden boy. Yeah.
1: Like, he he is. is our golden boy. Like yeah. The jerseys, like, I, I think when, when, I think it was last year, maybe the year before he we went to go see, um, I think it was a USA versus uh, Venezuela. Mm-hmm. And people rock in the Pulisic, jer- Pulisic jerseys because, sorry, two years ago, because, like, they know this young guy is, he's the face of U.S. soccer. Yep. So, he sure. is.
0: He is. Absolutely agree. and and the runs that he was making just on yesterday's game alone, like you said, he belongs as a winger. And I mean, anytime he had the ball, you're just like, yes, 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 he's gonna score. Like if you mm-hmm. could just, you know. But then there were a couple of times, to be honest, where we felt like he should have passed it. You know, I mean, it's just it's just that split decision. It, it, you know,
3: get selfish like that. But yes, it, but they also I think that part of his being naturally a winger that's coached. When mm. right playing for playing for Dortmund, you know if you look at a little bit the style that they play, they want him and Jadon Sancho and right and the, everybody else to play as winger there to take yeah. on guys to yeah. to run at them. And if you lose the ball, like that's just part of the that's just a you know part sure. of the job you know hazards of the occupation. But they want you to take on players, beat somebody on the dribble. And yes. because you beat somebody on the dribble, you'll create other space. Yeah. And then you can actually, like, do something more effective with it. Well, and, well, a lot of and the, that, But that doesn't translate to being in the middle of the field. Yeah. Because you have right. to be smarter. You can't yeah. lose the ball there. Yeah.
0: Right. So, right. It, and it wasn't just him. And when you're saying that exact tactic, because that, that's exactly the problem that I had with with the other guys on the team. And, and it's not, you know, um, again, it's just individual decision making when they have the ball to know clearly what you're going to do. And part of the reason we'll get into it, but like why I had a problem with Bradley was that he kept back passing it. And you're just like, we're trying to get the ball forward, dude. But anyway, we'll get to that. So (laughs) you were saying,
2: (laughs) yeah, um, no, I mean, just to go on that. Right. I think, Mm -hmm. so I think back passing is, is a huge part of the game. It's very important in certain aspects, right. Mm -hmm. As a player. And when I play, I always – so I play defense on my teams right now, and any time that my midfielders are running into a problem, I always tell them to send the ball backwards so we can reset Mm -hmm. and we can switch the field, right? Mm -hmm. Because what you want to do is you want to try and get, you know, a a player on the opposition who's not really paying attention as you're switching the field and creating space, you know, for one of your players that you can pass the ball to, right? Um, I think there are times, though, where Bradley definitely – tries to do a little too much, but then there's other times where he has moments of brilliance. Right. Absolutely.
0: Like, totally agreed. Yeah. And I
2: think that when he was playing at Roma, oh. his level was so oh. elevated. Yeah. It, it, like I, I had so much more respect for him at that point. Um, but then when he came back, he just kind of, I feel like he just kind of fell back into his old ways, like before he went to Roma and his style of play and, and, and the sharpness that he had, just wasn't there anymore. Yeah. I I remember
1: I remember watching him at Roma and and him killing it. And oh, just God. to add to that, I think um he kind of started to he was killing it for a while he sort of kind of digressed a little bit, lost his spot in the in the starting line and that's yeah. why kind of made the move back over to because he was he wasn't really getting the the Planet play. But time. I mean I'll give him credit some of the some some of his passes yesterday forward. Oh, oh, I was like, this reminds me of Roma. Yeah, Bob Bob Bradley just pinging passes all over the place, long balls directly to the feet of the to the forward, so he can make a good run. Mm-hmm. And and that I mean that's crucial. But with that being said, it's about that time that Bob Bradley should be more of a, I can come in and sub at seventy the seventieth minute rather than having him be like that old reliable.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I know, I mean, uh, but it also goes back to that question that we've been asking from the beginning, right? Uh, I think one of the problems that the U.S. national team struggles with is depth of the team, right? And yes. having those players that can step in and take care of when when Bradley is out, right? Or until that 70th minute or 60th Or
0: when Pulisic minute. is out, yeah.
2: Right, exactly. We, they've got to be able to develop some of these younger guys, hopefully, that are coming up through the ranks, Give him some of these these times over the next couple of years, um, you know, to to get used to playing. But yeah, I mean, I I think you know he's he's aging out. Well, let me offer some some consolation.
3: <laughs> Thank
0: you. Yes.
3: Before before I, I I would like to dive into a little bit of the Bradley thing, um, because I still I still think that he does have a bit of a role with the team, but speaking towards the youth coming up. There has been, and I think a lot of MLS fans will not know this because, because it's not particularly glamorous. There are a lot of academy players, especially coming out of FC Dallas and the RSL academies, but also some coming through the LA Academy,
0: mm-hmm.
3: who have been going to Europe. And And the reason this isn't glamorous is they largely go to Europe for free because of Child labor laws, etc. They don't have contracts, and so when when a uh, an MLA or when a European team wants to sign them, they typically just sign them, and uh, the academies don't receive money for that. But uh, there have been some some RSL academy players, Sebastian Soto and Taylor Booth, who are playing in uh, Germany for Hanover ninety six and uh, Bayern Munich. So they're obviously still youth players for those teams, but that's but that's a jump. And then the uh, the Dallas Academy has actually produced a whole bunch of players, including Weston McKinney, Emerson Heineman, uh who like youth national team fans would would know, uh, Reggie Cannon, Paxton Pomico, Kellen Acosta, Jesse yeah. Gonzalez. Alejandro Zendejas, Jamie Dunning, Chris Richards, Charlie Kelman, uh, Jesus Ferreira. All of those are, by the way, playing with a first team somewhere. Um, and then they've got a whole bunch of players coming through. Like Now, anyways, there's just like, there's a lot more youth coming through now, more so than at any other time. And so, so right now when we look around and we say, you know what? If Christian Pulisic doesn't play the number 10, there really like isn't a guy. And when we say, um, if I, when I say, you know, when McKinney and Adams aren't in town, and you want to sub out Michael Bradley, like, Will Trapp's not ready, who else is there to play that position and do that work? Um, I think that is a situation that's temporary. I think we're, we're in the next couple of years, we're going to have an excess of talent, and we're going to be deep in a lot of positions, and really quickly, we're going to start having to argue amongst each other, you know, amongst ourselves, because our favorite players will be left off the team because they don't fit tactically into the
2: team.
0: That's fair.
2: Do you think with this this wealth of talent that's coming in that our our looks at, you know, World Cup and going further than we have in the past is going to be there? Or do you think it's going to take not this World Cup but the next one to actually see a really big change?
3: You know what? I think... I don't actually... I don't think it changes as much as a lot of people will like tell you that it changes. Obviously, our teams will get better, and that increases your chances. Sure. Of, but I think that winning the World Cup takes a lot of luck. Winning any tournament takes luck, and winning the World Cup especially takes a lot of luck. And And we will win the World Cup when we are lucky, when we are both lucky and good. Okay. Well, so, I, you believe
0: that we're going to have a World Cup win in our lifetime?
3: It could happen. <laughs> but it also could, like, it absolutely could not happen. Like, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> look at, look yeah, at the, I mean, look at England, right? Like, it's coming. Yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> England has had some of the most talented teams oh, good, ever yeah. assembled and been absolutely terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Right? That's a perfect, perfect, absolute garbage. I
0: never thought of it totally as luck, though. Um, but definitely, you can't have a national team specifically, not any team, but specifically the national team uh, be carried by one person. We saw it didn't work with Messi. It's not going to work with us trying right. to do this with Pulisic or, you know.
3: Yeah. Oh, look sure look now. at Argentina. Look how close they've gotten with yeah. one of with one of the all-time great players to ever yeah. play the game. Portugal, same thing. Right? Look but at,
0: I'm, like, I'm yeah. leaning more towards the... Anyway.
3: <laughs> I, I'm there. But anyway, so I just think that I, I think our our pool of players will get better. and And I think that uh, those guys, they need time to develop still. And so we gotta be a little patient. And we gotta we kind of have to just let that happen for a while. And so maybe right? Maybe we aren't very good this gold cup. and maybe we are only okay in the next World Cup cycle. Um, obviously, the standard still has to be qualified, go and play well. But maybe we look at our team, we're like, oh, our team's not as far, you know, ahead as we thought it was gonna be at this point. But I, I think that that generation of players who will change the way that we like fundamentally think about how our team is in relation to the rest of the world, I think those guys are, are still coming. I don't think they've hit yet.
2: And and I think also like it goes to like I think there's there's two types of fan base, right? So there's the fan base that that you know, really understands and it's like dived in and, and done their homework and, and knows what it's like to play soccer and getting in there. And then you get got the fan base of those that are just the World Cup people, right? Every four years, soccer's, you know, their biggest sport that they ever have talked about, but they don't really understand it. So, um, you know, for those fans, I think it's going to be hard to to think about the long-term game, right? They're going to be like, well, why didn't we do better? You know, we got a new coach. We have Christian Pulisic, blah, 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 blah. But I think for some of the other people who really dive in a bit deeper, yeah. they they can get on the level that, that yeah, you know understand. we're talking about right now to yeah. say, OK, you know, it's kind of like like when you're in high school and all all the, the varsity team seniors are gone. And then you've got these Young. younger JV, some people who made varsity, you know, freshman year, they're still stepping up to become these leaders. But you have to get a couple of uh, years together before you become a massive like. Great squad. So,
0: well, I would love to see that for the twenty twenty six World Cup, especially since it's going to be partially hosted here. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah I, that would be phenomenal. I, I
3: awesome. think that's the one that that if you're if you're a fan and you're and you're putting sort of deadlines on, and you're like, all right, by by some time, we've got to be you know really competitive. I think that's the one that you put your Absolutely. your money on. You say by twenty twenty six, right? I mean, that's that's still seven years away. So, guys. You know that aren't even graduating the academies yet will be yeah. eligible.
1: Yep. yep.
3: Be Start saving new, up, y'all. Whole new generation.
0: <laughs> I
1: Just hope we get our golden age before I, before my
0: lifetime. <laughs> 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 yeah.
3: I just, I, you know, with the with the kind of population that the United States has, yeah, and and the fact that soccer is played everywhere, it's, but, there there is. I think there's just more possibility to have a golden generation and just have it keep going.
2: But that also goes back to U.S. soccer taking the initiative and talking with these youngsters, right? Because there have been times where, uh, uh, shoot, what's the name of that kid who went to Mexico, right, as opposed to playing for the U.S. because the U.S. wasn't wasn't really giving him the time of day. It's like Jonathan
3: Gonzalez, right? Yes,
2: yes, exactly. Yeah, Uh, that's. I mean, that's a different subject we can get into,
3: but he was playing in Mexico. I think he was very much predisposed to play for Mexico. He'd been in U.S. youth like youth camps, but I but, think that just where he was at in his life, like he wasn't playing in MLS. Mm. He wasn't surrounded by Americans. He, he wasn't surrounded by U.S. national team propaganda. I think that it would have been a tough sell. And I think that his decision is very much based off of
2: who he had surrounded himself with. I mean that's fair, but he, also he at was the same playing time, playing in Mexico, he had a lot if, of like. If you had been courted and been shown like the attention that you felt that you should be getting, and you had put in your dues working through the academy and yeah. things like that, right? I'm I'm not saying it would have been impossible. I think it could have.
3: I also I also don't think he was like the world
2: beater that everybody sure. wanted to like. Yeah, <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, we just lost,
2: you know. But still, like, I mean, it's it's one of those things that I think
3: he was was okay.
2: US soccer, though, just needs to tighten up themselves, right? Like, we shouldn't ever, like, if there is a potential of a duo national that, you know, could play for us that has good talent, we should definitely try and at least talk with them and figure out what's going on, right?
3: And and I think that there's a lot of US soccer problems, institutional problems that were not fixed in the last election in the regime change
1: we could know. talk about that and i would really just annoy me. that's <laughs> <As> another con- <laughs> for another day <laughs> it really is we,
2: we yeah sorry that. i totally took us down the wrong path
0: <laughs> no i mean that's why i wanted you guys on and that's what we were here for so um but i really i really appreciate it and having you on and and the discussion i you know Try to think of like making sure that we're covering kind of like, you know, what everybody's saying and kind of speak speak up for for yeah. the fans, you know.
2: Definitely. I mean, I, I, I think we could definitely, you know, if you would like to have us back or we have you on our podcast, and we could talk about just the uh, the appointment of Burhalter. halter <laughs> <laughs> going a little oh, oh bit.
0: Oh my gosh, I <laughs> am I here for it.
2: Up
3: Alton a little <laughs> bit right now. So <laughs> Chile and Mexico played. Before mm-hmm. Chile played us, and Mexico won that game three to one.
0: I know, right? <laughs> oh. well, we Tata Martino's and, got that team coming.
2: We could mm. have
1: had a conversation, with Tata Martino,
2: and he wouldn't have had a bloody nose from the other night. You know I know he wouldn't gotten uh, hit in the I, I, I
1: don't, don't want to talk right. about it right now. I just I'm <laughs> <I just,
2: I, laughs> the benefit of a doubt,
1: and and I'll be rooting for him.
3: You know what? I actually I saw a thing the ESPN posted where Greg Berhalter. Uh, T shared it with us on our oh, yeah. uh, Twitter chat, um, where Greg Berhalter sat down with Taylor Twelman, and he talks about uh, what he's looking for out of certain players to to stop transition opportunities from the uh, Ecuador game. And you know, it's fascinating. Greg Berhalter. I know there was a lot of like questions because his brother Jay is is deep in the organization and stuff like that. <laughs> But Greg Berhalter does seem like a pretty qualified dude. And, and, and what he was talking about and the stuff he wants to do, I think he's a smart guy. Um, and I do think that he'll, like, he'll figure it out and he'll get us to a good baseline. He might not carry us to the promised land, yeah. But I, but I do think that once he's had this team for a while and figured out his best 11 and figured out a real system, that he's going to get us to a, uh, to a baseline that we're pretty happy with.
2: I think also like just just the fact that he was sharing that with Taylor Twillman, right? And it was and it's being shared around at, like yeah. to the fan base, right? Bruce Arena wouldn't it's, have done that. No. You're no, Nobody have would have done that, that right? Uh, and like, you know, it, it it's it's it gives the fans an opportunity to get into the mind of Burhalter to good. say, Oh, okay, yeah, I can agree with this. You know, or if somebody doesn't agree with it, they can post whatever they want on that feed, right? Um, But it allows for a little bit more transparency that I think U.S. soccer has really been lacking, especially after everything that went down with the debacle. (laughs) The debacle. (laughs) Yeah. So, (laughs) but yeah, I mean, um, yeah, it's, it's, like I told you, Michelle, I mean, we could talk about soccer all day long. All day long. <laughs>
0: we really could. yeah, my and, and I appreciate it. and yeah, my whole my personal goal for my podcast, just again, besides being a woman to stand out, um is to keep my pods. Like, a- around 45 minutes. So this is, this is fantastic. Um, I'm sure I, I always want to leave people wanting more. So, you know, yeah. thanks so much. Uh, thanks so much for being on. Thanks so much for the listeners. Yeah. Thank, um, thank
3: you for having
2: us. Yeah. Thanks. yeah thank Appreciate you. It. This this was, this was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, hopefully we can do some more of these in the future and, um, we'd love to have you on our podcast as well. Are you for real a soccer podcast? Um, you know, so, uh, it, it, we'll, we'll definitely extend the invite to you.
0: Yeah, much appreciated. Thanks. And, you know, I write for the Stoppage Time specifically covering uh, the U.S. women. And so I'll be doing that. But, you know, obviously, I'm the reporter for MLS Female for the LA Galaxy. And, you know, my whole thing covering the U.S. men's team last year, because I did interview Jordan Morris, Mm -hmm. um, you know, was bringing, bringing the faith back in the team, you know, bringing that support back, especially since we're all you know, heartbroken that we didn't qualify for the, for the world cup. And so exactly wanting to give the fans consolation, wanting to give them realistic expectations um, to compete. And, you know, I don't really like that chant of, I believe we can win, but, <laughs> but, um, but I do <laughs> it want got to. got
3: real old real fast. did. It, it did. Yeah.
0: Yeah. did. And, uh, but I do want to give that hope back to the fans. And I, and I really think that you guys did that. So thank you
2: yeah absolutely thank, thank you. you thank, thank you.
0: you awesome all right talk to you guys soon
2: okay take, yeah, take, take care take care Bye. Right. Night.
0: later